You guys ever read anything from Atlas Obscura? They're like a travel blog slash, I don't know, online magazine for travel things. Very obscure travel things. Well, they published an article titled The Utilitarian Pleasures of Playing Board Games by Yourself. (laughs) The first photo is a man playing Catan by himself. No, that's... (laughs) <laughs> that's so sad it's not a solo game that's yeah, like the it's a worst player game I yeah. don't, it looks like he's playing two different colors on a smaller board by himself why would you do that they make games that work for one player <laughs> yeah, Katan yeah. Ain't one of them that's not uh, one I don't yeah. was another one like oh secret Hitler by yourself <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you continue to read down you can this play one of them pandemic which is like okay Sure, that's I fine. Guess. Yeah. Uh, and then it like starts talking about starting with board games you've never tried to play solo and just try it out. Not no, buy a aren't. game that's designed they make for solo. solo games. I mean, like if you bought a new game and you don't know how it works, and you're like, "Man, I want to know how it works before I try to play with friends." Like a practice round, okay. But you're not like playing it by yourself. You're just like learning the rules in that right. case. Mm-hmm. They mention a podcast on here called Solosaurus, which has 60 episodes, and the entire point of the podcast is to describe one-player board and card games. Is it a solo podcast? It like, is it just be. one dude? Not sure. Or I hope it pissed. is one dude. Just one sad, drunk uh, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, nope. No, actually, if you read this, it says says Brandon Waite, co-host with Carter McKee of Solosaurus. So, mm. nope. Yep, so these two, two guys. guys sit around and describe how they don't want to play games with each other. Yeah. They want to play them by themselves. Maybe it's one guy plays and the other one does color commentary <laughs> of him playing alone. Everybody, welcome to the forecast, episode 106. The forecast is a bi-weekly podcast produced on Thursdays. We're a community of people who love exploring and discussing all kinds of things from video games and board games to film and TV to our everyday life experiences. If you'd like to know more about what we do, you can follow us at facebook.com forward slash we are the horizon community, or you can come hang out on our Discord channel, or you can check out our website at wearethehorizon.com. Uh, we have a ton of original content on there. Granted, most of it is not new, but it's original. Uh, <laughs> you can browse through it. Additionally, everything we talk about is in our cast notes, which gets pushed out to whatever podcasting app you're using. I am Aaron. I'm joined by three additional peeps this week. Alex. Hello, everybody. She's <laughs> already <laughs> padding for time. Incredible. It's going to be a good one, boys. Jake John. Hi, that's me. And Caleb. No, that's me. Oh, good. Oh, where's Owen? <laughs> Who's to say? Gosh. <laughs> I want his intro. I'm sad. We don't have his intro this week. Yeah. Well, well, add it in post. Just oh, I clip will. it from another one and paste <laughs> it in. It's like he'll be here. <laughs> I'll, I'll work on that. Uh, Alex, let's get started with what we start with now, which is Alex time. 1.7. Yeah, sure. This is accurate. You got a list for us? You got something for us? Anything? 
Um, today we're just going to have a reflective moment of silence. Wow. For the Alex time list? Yeah, it's over. We're not going to get rid of anymore. Rip Alex Just like, because today's world, it's so fast, everything's bing, bang, boom. Sometimes you just got to take a second. Just reflect. Everything's bing, bang, boom. This is for the listeners. This isn't. Yeah. This isn't because you don't have anything prepped. No, of course not. I always have stuff prepped. But it's it's less important than everybody just taking a moment. That is good. I always, whenever I turn on a podcast, I'm kind of like annoyed when they just talk the whole time. I'm like, can they just stop for like a second? I just want to have my my earphones in, just just listening to pure silence. That's really that's it. That's what people want. Just whatever whatever's got you down, whatever stress you have in your life right now, just like you know, let it wash over you for a moment. Guru Alex, how long is this moment of silence supposed to last? Because like we haven't a, even started it, I feel like. Like a moment? Starting fine. <laughs> like... All right, I think that's good enough. Okay, Excellent. perfect. I'm going to cut that entire thing out. Good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get started with what have you been playing lately. And Alex, since I know you actually have content for this part, we'll start with you. I mean... Wow, I don't do even you not have content for this part. Maybe I do have content for this part, but I'm just taken aback by the aggressiveness that was that transition. <laughs> I'm working uh, on my transitions. I want them to be more, you know, aggressive, organic, and personal. And mean. I feel like that's the best way. <laughs> yeah, sure. Mean. Wait, Some would call it mean, but most would just say it's a very personal way to transition. Um. So we tried this game called Launch Party. It is sort of like a keep talking and nobody explodes where there's like stuff you have to accomplish and there's like a PDF manual that you're going through to try to figure out what you need to do. But in this case, you're launching a rocket. Um, It sounds almost identical. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But with keep talking, the, the PDF's like 30 pages and it's like... The number of puzzles is pretty low. This game has like over 100 pages in the PDF. And there's like a bunch of different things that can happen in any given circumstance. So I don't know. I already that, that, that makes it a little <laughs> different. The manual much, is also like purposely poorly written and hard to figure out. It's purposefully poorly written. And then also there's like red text like that looks like it's been handwritten in to like correct certain things and stuff like that. Or, like, direct you to certain pages that are supposed to explain what something does. Pretty fun. Very difficult. Yeah, this sounds like the game we're going to play on the 24-hour stream after you guys have played it for 30 hours. It's going to be like, Jake, can you woo-flu-blue the ringalizer? And I'll be like, I don't know. I don't know what you said. space team the game. Yeah. I mean, it's... It sounds... I mean, that's how Keep Talking Nobody Explodes usually goes for me. Mm. Well, that's because Caleb has the entire manual memorized. Yeah, I'm just like, Caleb, you just do my part, and I'll just be over here. (laughs) I'm hoping that this one has a large enough manual that that's not going to happen. But Caleb seems to think that he's already gotten a couple things memorized for it. What do you you mean Caleb seems to think? Caleb has a few page numbers memorized. That's it. Uh He can basically play it solo. Hey! That there could be go. on the list of games you should play. So, oh, it's not a board <laughs> game, though. Dang it! Well, 
You could play this one solo, technically, because you're allowed to look at the screen as the controller. Slash yeah, which seems weird to me. Manual looker. I mean, if you don't like that, presumably you could just not, right? Yeah. yeah. It just it seems odd that that's what they want you to do. I mean, it's also... I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's usually with keep talking, the people with the manual can't see the screen. And in this one, it's like I was controlling it and it was constantly like, hey, look over up to the right. I need to see this thing. Hey, look over down to the left. I need to see, you know, yeah. this little receipt thing. So it's like I'm being pulled in a bunch of directions while everybody else is trying to, like, go through this book. And actually, I didn't really know what was happening most of the time because I <laughs> was controlling stuff. And everybody's constantly telling me to do things with the controls, so every time I tried to go to look at the book, it was something else. And I didn't know what was happening in the book, so. Is there intent that you're supposed to be able to, or you're supposed to have other people watching the screen? Unlike, uh, keep yeah. talking? Yeah, for sure. It it's, is, I mean, there's a lot more content on the screen to see. That's true. It is so, meant to be a couch co-op game where... Everybody is like looking at a TV. Mm. Interesting. Probably when you get into the harder levels, there's enough things going on that you do need multiple people looking at the screen. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. We only played uh, the first like two missions in the tutorial, and there was only like one pre-launch step and like one during-launch step for each of those. Both of which were unique. Yeah. It seems cool. It seems like a cool, um, uh, more complicated, more sciencey oriented version of Keep Talking. I like that style yeah. of game. And granted, I've only played a two at this point, but <laughs> yeah. it's a it's a cool thing to have somebody else like flipping through things frantically to try and find something so that the person who's controlling the mechanics of the game can manipulate whatever they're working on. Um, I also played this game called Impulsion. It was in, it might still be in a Humble Bundle. I don't know if that Humble Bundle is still up. Um, but I got it for a dollar on Humble Bundle. And it's basically like this puzzle FPS game. You have two guns and like your left hand can shoot a bubble that will let you accelerate and jump really high if you're inside of it. And then your right hand can shoot a bubble that if you touch it, you like slow way down and it resets your jump. So it's just a series of levels where you're trying to use those two bubbles and place them throughout the level and be able to get through all the obstacles. Very fun. It's very short. It was like two hours to beat. Hmm. Still for a dollar. Yeah. 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 Plus I got playing. several other games in that bundle for that dollar. So. Not that I've played any of those, but... <laughs> yeah, you gotta start somewhere. Really fun. Towards the end of the game, it starts to get into a flow where you're, like, constantly shooting different bubbles at different walls and different pads and stuff like that, and you're just, like, kind of flying around. It's very fulfilling. Well, you sold me on it. Your enthusiasm is... Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say. It's very, um... Fulfilling. It's great. It's the best thing I've ever played. My whole <laughs> life feels like it has meaning now. Um, actually, one of the best things I've ever played. I played all the way through The Last of Us for the first time. Oh, that's what that stands for. In the notes, you just said <laughs> P L O U, and I was like, Blue? 
Tulu. 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 Yeah. Um, what a good game. I don't know what happened when it came out because I bought it when it came out and I tried playing it. And for whatever reason, I just bounced off of it. I, it might have been like new stuff came out soon after or it was not too scary. <laughs> it mm-hmm. it might have been. We know how you are. It might have been that it was the height of Dota 2 time. And I was playing like 10 games of Dota 2 a day during that era. All of which are an hour long, so. <laughs> Do that. that is most of the day. <laughs> <laughs> um, or it, I think it might have also just been that I didn't click with like the weird hybrid stealth gameplay that was in that game. Back when I first tried it. Yeah. But for I... whatever reason, this time, <clears throat> this time I really enjoyed it. So. Yeah, I, think... uh, I know I talked about this, but I had a similar experience with the combat. Like, played it when it first came out and was just like, wow, not into this. But then came back earlier this year? Yeah. And it's, it's yeah. really good. Yeah, obviously part two is coming out soon, so I wanted to play through the story for part one so I could get ready for that. And actually, I was telling Aaron that I, I think this might have changed my Game of the Decade list. Wow. Like, possibly. Like, if you look at the games on my Game of the Decade list... They're all pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) It's all stuff that has to deal with, uh, like, good characters and character development and storylines. And that's something that this game excels at. So... I don't know. I, I, I know. I have, like, recency bias right now, so I can't say for sure, but... It was really good. I'm curious, how'd you feel about the ending? We don't need I, to get into spoilers, but just kind of like broad I'm, impressions. I'm fine with the ending. I know the ending is something that some people are not happy with and some people are fine with, but I, I'm i honestly fine with it. I can understand the perspective. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was kind of anticlimactic. It just kind of ends. But I'm also, I don't know how you would end a game like that. So I do like the final note. I think it I don't know. There's something about how how it ends. How it just like like you said it just kind of ends. Mm-hmm. But it kind of leaves you in a state that is I don't like not many games can do that. I don't know. It's just like it's like why you just like in this wide-eyed like wow, that's it, huh? Yeah. Like I know Aaron hasn't played the game yet, so that's all <laughs> I'll not. say. You should get on that. Yeah, it turns yeah, out yeah, yeah, Joel yeah. was the zombies the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the ending. Next one I mean, comes truly, out it's... Uh, tomorrow. In the yes, you know, this is tomorrow right podcast. Wow, okay, just broke the illusion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the it's really like about the character stuff in that game, and also I. I clicked with the combat in such a way that it was really fun to sneak around for the first parts of battles and then, you know, take a couple guys out and shoot people in the face. If you get in a hairy situation, it's it's built really well that you can just, like, run away and hide. And it kind of resets. Yeah, I, I think the secret to that game is not... Because what I did the first time through was a lot of times resetting, like, just reloading a checkpoint if combat wasn't going uh, great. 
And that really ruins that game pretty quickly, pretty efficiently. So if you play it, don't do that because you're just ruining the game for yourself. And it kind of lends itself to some realism that you can maybe kill, take out a couple guys, but then somebody's going to see you. And... Yeah, everything's going to go tits up eventually, and you got to yeah. just find your way out. I think that's where a lot of the fun and the gameplay of that comes from. Yeah. Uh, Caleb, how about you? What have you been playing? Uh, I played this game called Time Spinner recently. It's a Metroidvania where you go back and forth between two different timelines. It's a pretty solid Metroidvania. It took like um, 12 hours to beat. So it's no, not it's pretty good. Not crazy long, but it's not. It's tiny. not short. Yeah. Uh, oh, eight hours, not 12. Eight. Oh, so it's pretty short. That's shorter. It's like, <laughs> I'd say eight is like average length, though. Think so for Metroidvania? For Metroidvania, maybe a little bit short. Maybe a little short. Uh, but it's pretty interesting. The combat gets uh, repetitive kind of quickly. Basically, the way the combat works is you have two weapon slots where you place these different orbs, which have different attacks. Like one makes a blade appear and one's like a throwing knife, stuff like that. And you have a necklace that you can imbue one of the orbs into. It gives you like a super move, shoots out a giant laser or something like that. And then you have a ring, which is a passive benefit, which you can also slot the orbs into. So each orb has like its own theme. And that applies to the active ability, the regular basic attack, and the passive, which makes for really interesting combos across different orbs. That's kind of cool. But the gameplay itself is kind of just spam attack, laser somebody if you're in a boss battle. Otherwise, I don't know, it gets kind of repetitive. But the story is pretty interesting because you're flip-flopping back and forth between these timelines. And you're like doing things in the past that affect things in the future. They didn't do enough with that gameplay wise. Like there's a few things that change if you do something in the past and then go back to the future. But I feel like they could have done a lot more with it. But it works really well in the plot. It's pretty interesting. It was a lot of fun. I am supremely surprised that you played a Metroidvania type game. I mean, that is that's yeah, that's playing against <laughs> type a little bit. But yeah, that's weird. Don't know. I've been into those lately, okay? I've been into Metroidvania lately. Lately? Define lately, like the last <laughs> five years? Nah, well, last, last three. <laughs> You're right, what I said was dumb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I also tried out some of Felix the Reaper. Not a huge fan. Is yeah. that the one with the guy that dances and he's mm-hmm. like Reaper yeah. of Death or whatever? Yeah. And the gameplay is you're on a square grid. And the sun is shining one direction. You hit a button and it changes at a 90 degree angle. And you got to stay in the shadows. It is. It does not offer a lot of interesting mechanics for gameplay. Well, I mean, based on the description you just gave, there's not a lot of gameplay. You yeah. hit a button and you have to stay in the shadows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, you pretty much got it. Yeah, I remember when we saw it at PAX. It it looks very cool, and the concept is interesting, at least from like a story perspective. Mm-hmm. But I remember we all went to play it, and I was just like, oh, this isn't very fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the problem I ran into. I think Visually I played it for like an hour. Yeah, it looks cool. Got a cool art style. Looks like he got that some, dude's like, dancing. Yeah, he's always dancing. Mechanics of like jumping through portals and 
using some of the items that are in the game. But yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't think the base setup offers a lot of intriguing puzzle mechanics. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is the premise like you're in like real life and you're kind of in the shadows because you're hiding from people and you're trying to set up their deaths? Yeah, you're the Reaper. So you're setting up people's deaths and you can't be seen by the sun because I guess Reapers are also vampires. Huh. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. I have no reasoning for you dying in the sun, but you can't stand in the sun. Does it at least have like a banging soundtrack? It does have a good soundtrack. Good. Yeah. So that's good. It also has um, Patrick Stewart as the narrator. Oh, really? really? Yeah. How did they or at least somebody that? who sounds exactly like him. But I'm assuming it's him. I'm looking at so it. Right I don't know how this one went, but yeah. Yep. Featuring the voice talent of Sir Patrick Stewart as the narrator, Felix really? Reaper is out today. Yep. That's what the. Oh. That's crazy. Yeah, what? it's very odd. You How do they the convince him to like, do that? Oh, interesting. Yeah, because this isn't like a big game. Not particularly, no. All right, sure. Yeah. Well, you know, Sir Patrick Stewart, he's 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 like a B-list actor, right? Maybe even C-list. <laughs> yeah. So they probably just it's probably pretty easy to get him there. Yeah. He's not busy doing anything. It was weird that um the same Didalic Entertainment. Datalic Entertainment? Datalic I don't know. However you say that. They're, they had Deponia Doomsday. We played this like ages ago. Mm, you know? yep. But they did a similar thing where they got David Hayter to do a voice for like the first <laughs> 10 minutes. I was about to say it wasn't very long. Yeah, but it was still just like, how did they get this guy? Because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like a nothing point and click adventure game. Like maybe, maybe I'm misspeaking and they're way popular. But like, it was just so weird to me at the time. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's just like a thing they do. They just spend a bunch of money to trick some highbrow person to come to a voice in their game. It must be. Patrick Stewart has a lot of lines in it, too, especially in the beginning. Strange. I don't know. Maybe he, maybe he needs money. <laughs> you know, times maybe are he rough. just really likes <laughs> this game. The game. Yeah. He's a, he's a capital G gamer. And he was like, oh, I love it. Can I do a voice in it? <laughs> It is. It's common practice to send early builds of your game <laughs> to Patrick with, Stewart with with Actors. no narration either. They didn't <laughs> yeah. even have any it's narration built out by somebody else. Exactly. Just, yeah. And they're like, "Hey, listen, we we just want you to write some lines and just speak into this game. Just whatever you think is gonna fit. Do it." I imagine he was actually playing it and just talking, and they just yeah just recorded it's it. It's actually while a let's playing. play. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> um. So speaking of puzzle games, Alex and I played a game yesterday called 39 Days to Mars, the co-op puzzly game. And it took about an hour for us to beat it, I think. What? That Maybe is slightly not more than long. that. It's no, it's incredibly to... short. They're, they need to change their name. <laughs> <laughs> so you're yeah. one hour to Mars. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So in, in the fiction, you're these two guys doctors i guess of some i don't know what their degrees are in but they're doctors <laughs> of some description and they make a spaceship kind of and fly it to mars and it takes 39 days to get there and every few days something on the spaceship breaks you got to go 
make yourself a cup of tea and then go fix the problem or make or yourself a scone. Self a scone. 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 What a scone? delicious scone. scone. A scone. A scone. That's what, what I said every time. Scone. What a delicious scone. <laughs> Are we talking about the same thing? Yeah, scones. <laughs> oh, that's... They kept calling it scone. That's very upsetting to me. <laughs> also, the spaceship's not really a spaceship. It's more like a collection of rooms hoisted up by some balloons. Yeah. Going so into it's... space. Yeah. Let me clarify for a second. We're talking about air inside of like a canvas floating mm. people into space. Yep. Also, there's balconies on the yeah. spaceship. Mm. Are these people wearing like <laughs> spacesuits? Not no. had a top hat on. Yeah. That's close. <laughs> By space, do they mean the sky? Is this just like yeah? A... It's a common misconception. <laughs> They're both up. I mean, no. it's, I guess it's possible that it takes place already on Mars with a breathable atmosphere, and you take 39 days to make it where you already are. But that, mm. <laughs> that seems unlikely. They're just sitting in their know. house. <laughs> you float around through quote-unquote space, and you fight, like, a kraken. Space kraken. Yeah, space kraken. You catch mini baby space krakens. Mm-hmm. Why, if space krakens, mini baby space krakens become space krakens, would you catch one? Did they um, kill it? No, they put it. They put it in an aquarium. Yeah, why? Oh, that's for research. Smart, right there. <laughs> and then the mom kraken attacked. Yeah, uh huh. We fought it off, but I assume you can actually like let the baby krakens go, maybe, and make the mom happy and leave. I was tied to a rope, and Caleb was like adjusting how far out of the ship I was floating, and I had an umbrella, and I I poked it a bunch. Yeah, and then and defeated the- it ink spews with the umbrella yep it sounds like a very busy one hour game <laughs> like you, you've described a lot of things there's a lot of things that happen in it yeah and the puggles are varying degrees of complexity most of them are pretty simple i think and i guess i guess some of it's not even puzzle like the fight there's not much puzzle to it it's just kind of working together like all the puzzles take you into this separate screen where there's like whatever the puzzle is and then you each have your little pointer hand that you move around and it's all like cooperative like you're gonna have to be like grabbing and moving things at the same time or for like pressing different buttons at the same time when you gotta when you gotta put clotted cream on your scone yep you gotta you gotta both pick up an (laughs) end of the knife and you're each adjusting one end of the knife to scoop up the clotted cream and then pour it onto the scone. So that you can get lashings of clotted cream on your scone. Yeah. I feel like you guys gleaned a lot more information out of this one-hour play session of a game than you would typically <laughs> from a you know normal puzzle game you would get. It was pretty fun, actually. Pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah, I think you can play it solo, too, but would highly advise co-op. It says there's like an AI that controls the second player. Oh, it doesn't sound fun. That's even worse than what if I was If it's expecting. solo, yeah. Maybe it's just like, uh, what was that game we played where we played like kids, boxcar kids, you know, like running around with flashlights? Um, oh, yeah. What is the name of that game? Gosh. Blackout Club? Blackout yeah. Club. Yeah, maybe it's like that where the actual, you know, game designer himself comes into the game and plays the second character. <laughs> they call it, it an AI, but he's like, actually in there playing. <laughs> Him too, do not move towards the light! <laughs> like, what is going on That was a game? wild experience. 
Uh, I've been playing just uh, two things recently. First one, of course, is Destiny 2. Um, some major announcements from Destiny last week. They kind of unfolded this uh, story that basically they're not going to be releasing another sequel for Destiny. Um, for a couple of years now, people have been talking about Destiny 3 and kind of where Destiny is moving off to. And there's been some amount of stagnation to the game, but they had a, a, an announcement and they have talked about basically three expansions that last all the way through 2022. So they are... They're not making Destiny 3. They're making Destiny 2 again. They're ripping out all of Destiny 2 and making a new game inside Destiny 2. <laughs> That's a good way to put it, because they're taking out a lot of the content. Which I just uh, don't understand. I don't... Can we talk about this? Yes, let's talk <laughs> That's about why it. We're on the podcast. That's what we're I don't doing. Know, what we do. I, normally this would be like a news section, but this is like in your You Play Destiny section. We can put That's it fine. in the news section. We can just yeah. move it back, and I can I can talk about my other game I've been playing. You know, in post, we'll just cut it out and put it somewhere else. <laughs> just put it anywhere. We're already on it. Let's just talk about it. Is yeah, it the, right, fine, fine, fine. They're ripping out like four different planets and five raids and like all the associated activities that go with those locations to add two new locations this fall. Like what the heck? So they're, like, they're just removing con, like literally yeah. just removing content. Well, literally like just removing like, it. There's like the idea of seasonal content remover removal, which is like, uh, you know, some activities you can do, some armor, they're some not, stuff like that. They're not removing it. They're they're putting it in the vault. Is what there they're saying. Go. They're removing it temporarily. The destiny content vault, so that they can potentially bring it back later in a similar or slightly different form. Okay. Sure. Meanwhile, I'm like, that is all the campaign missions for the base game. All the campaign missions for the first two expansions. All the associated like areas to run around for those things. Those are all things that that's like a hundred and some odd dollars worth of content that I paid for that they're taking away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, but I mean, that's... it's it's all free now, right? Technically, yes, they have since made it free to play. But like, if you did pay for it, you paid for that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like this kind of move makes more sense. Like, Overwatch has, like, special modes that are, like, seasonal. Yeah. But, like, they weren't there when I, like, when you buy the game, they're not there. Right. They're, mm -hmm. like, extra, definitely different stuff. Right. Yeah, they, like, come in for a period of weeks and then go away. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is, like, the main story campaign for the game is going to go away. Will no longer be playable for a significant period of time. So what? Okay. So if I have never played Destiny and I bought it now, what do I do if there's no main story? Do I just dick around? They're gonna have some sort of new new player experience where you start in the Cosmodrome and I don't know. You just you just do the story from from farther in, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly Wild. what they're talking about. They're talking about like starting your new characters in the Cosmodrome and it's going to be like this like summarized right. version of what you would normally get from the main storyline you would play. So you're, you're playing the spark notes of the yeah. main kind of, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great. It's kind of insane to me. So their whole argument is like the game is getting too large for them to efficiently update. So they need to 
literally rip stuff out so they can bring the file size down so that they can put new stuff in and not have to worry about how big patches are and how much testing they have to go through to make sure everything still works with everything well, and all that kind of stuff. They did a breakdown of some things. Like they went through and they talked about how uh, the Warmind campaign, which is just like one segment of one of the expansions, accounts for 0.3% of all time played in the current season. But it's 5% of the overall install size for the entire game. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, well, if we're not getting enough players to actually do this content, it's just more things we have to support. So we're going to get rid of a lot of this extra bloated junk, which is kind of weird. It's insane to me. Like the idea that in September when the new new expansion comes out, you could still go back and play through all of the Destiny 1 content that ever existed, but now you cannot play through all of the Destiny 2 content that ever existed. It's insane to me. <laughs> and my my biggest issue with this overall is that when they went from Destiny 1, when they said, all right, we're done development on Destiny 1, we're going to make Destiny 2, it's coming out. That was three years into Destiny 1. They're like, our tools are not good enough for us to keep expanding Destiny 1. It's like a technical limitation. We're going to have to start over. We're improving our technology so that we can carry a game far, much farther into the future well, they and be able to about, continue expanding it. They initially talked about like a 10-year plan for Destiny. Initially, Destiny 1 was supposed to be like a 10-year experience. They got to the three-year mark. They said their tech was bad. They're going to improve their tech, make Destiny 2. Everything will be much better. Here we are three years into Destiny 2. They're saying the exact same thing once again about how it's too cumbersome to keep on updating and expanding. Like, what did they even do? What did they change with their tech to make it a better experience for them to develop a game that they're at the same point in the life cycle saying the same <laughs> things again? So I, I don't want to be the negative Nancy here, but when you're advertising a game and you say, yeah, we'll be updating it for 10 years, people go, oh, dude, I'll buy it now. Great investment. But then three years in, you're not making any more money off it. So you just take all your toys and go home and charge them again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think that's really the issue because they still put out a major expansion every year that's like $40. So they're sure, still getting well, their money and, that way. And, and they made the base game free for everyone. So you can just, like, literally anybody can go play Destiny. But now... The expansions are all where they're where they're getting their money every year and or uh, season passes for all the seasons. They're taking out all my content and then charging me another $40 this September so I can get some new stuff. Mm. Yeah. I wonder if that's part of it, too, is that it's easier to say like a nice enticing thing to get players back in is like, hey, you remember that content you liked? Well, it's in again. Mm -hmm. yeah. and We made it 3% better. <laughs> what's weird it's though actually... is that it doesn't cross over with a percentage of the players because destiny one was only it was ps4 or xbox exclusive which one was it it was only console right it never came to pc yeah this wasn't right. on pc right it's probably xbox if i had to guess it was on, it was on both it was on both i was yeah. on both but so that crossover of like i mean i'd never played original destiny so they're talking about all this cool stuff from destiny one that they're bringing back i'm like cool i mean this is just kind of new content for me and for yeah. i'm sure a large percentage of players 
I mean, ideally, they just introduce that content without ripping out two thirds of the game. Yeah, that would be great. And then you could just play any and all of it at any time. Right. Strange choices. But, yeah, I mean, they they have said that all of the Destiny One stuff is considered inside the content vault as well, so that all could potentially come back in the second game. Considered but, in the content vault. Yeah. What a, it's what a good in, way of saying we're not doing this right now. Period. Well, it's just saying that all that content is eligible to be remade inside Destiny 2 at this point. Whereas before it was just that's Destiny 1 and this is Destiny 2. Mm. But this mm-hmm. is something that the community at large has complained about for a long time and it's that Bungie sets themselves up to reintroduce stuff that you've already done before or already grinded for or you know they bring back an exotic from Destiny 1 and they champion themselves like they're heroes and they're like look at look at this cool stuff we're giving you and it's just like yeah that's the stuff i had 2 years ago that you took away from me and now you're giving it back like it's a gift they're just like mm-hmm. setting themselves up constantly to be able to just reintroduce the same stuff and pat themselves on the back really annoying actually also we've been playing yeah. eso lately and that game has so much content in it it has an absurd amount of content. they don't rip stuff out ad right <laughs> actually so i mean i doubt any mmo i mean okay i'm not an expert but i would think they don't right like no. in world of warcraft they don't go whoops sorry that's gone now yeah like we got bored of it it's gone <laughs> the one thing in wow that could be considered similar is when cataclysm came out and it changed away like a lot of the starting areas mm, looked sure i mean but, but that was more like, like remove a starting area it right? wasn't like removing stuff it was i mean technically it was removing like the way you could play it originally but it's just because the world changed over time slightly different but yeah i can't think of any other big online game that expands over time that has just gone and like said the first three expansions we introduced five years ago or whatever we're taking those out now we're done with those <laughs> are the nuts are the expansions free as well or do you have to pay for these no you have to pay for the expansions so they, they just yep. took a bunch of expansions out yeah will, like yeah will so be. like if a week ago i was like destiny 2 here i go i'm gonna buy all these expansions Yep, you will get to play lose? them until until September twenty second. You can play them right now. Man, I mean that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> like I'd be pissed. Yeah, yeah. And then the other reference point that a lot of people point to is uh, Warframe, oh, which sure. is a pretty similar game. Um, not exactly the same, but it has a lot of the same concepts. Mm-hmm. It's an expanding world. It's a looter shooter. Um, they've been around since like the early days of Destiny One. And they keep on adding stuff, and they have not taken anything out. So they they have like twice the amount of stuff that Destiny 2 has. And at some point a couple years ago, they were getting to the point where the files were bloated and, you know, there there was just too much disk space being taken up. And they spent a while doing this optimization patch that reduced their disk space usage by half. Wow. Without (laughs) removing anything from the game. That's huge. Yeah, that's that's, that's actually incredible. Crazy to me that Bungie can't can't if do they, anything. I, I'll be interested to see like what the actual rotation schedule looks like because they talk about it like when this launches on the twenty second of September, 
that they're going to start this Destiny Vault rotation thing. They don't really spell out what it is or how often this other content's going to come in, but if it does rotate in on a, you know, fairly consistent timeline, then maybe it won't be as bad. Like, semi-positives, we're kind of rotating some of that content back in and out, but I don't know. I'm just worried that they're going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah it's, it's the vault. We can bring it back anytime we want. And then it just never comes back. I, I get the feeling that it's going to be like, like how they're talking about Vault of Glasses coming. I feel like it's going to be like, here's this one activity from this thing that we're adding as like this special thing. And then the only major changes for like playable areas and stuff like that, it's going to happen once a year during September. Hmm. Because they're introducing the one new spot, Europa. And taking out all those other ones. Yep. And I feel like they're going to be... Oh, they're also introducing... They're, they're bringing back the full Cosmodrome. That's the other spot that they're bringing back. Which is, a which is technically like thing. out of the vaults, right? From yep. Destiny 1. So they're introducing two areas and taking away four, I think? Four? So yeah, five. September 5. So September 2021... They'll probably take out a few different ones and then add like a new area and an old area. Mm. How I imagine it goes. All of this seems dumb. Yep. Uh, let's get back to what you've been playing lately so we can wrap this up. Um, I want to also mention the other thing I've been playing, which is uh, Nahrim um, at Bates Edge, which is, man, this game is old. Uh, this is a total conversion mod for Oblivion that oh. recently came out on Steam. Uh, was released on Steam. You used to be able to do it through Mod DB and other like mod resources, but it was always kind of like difficult to get up and running. And so now it's got a full Steam release. Um, it does not run very well. <laughs> I will say that. Good, good. Uh, I have had to play this game at 1080p with a lot of like, um, uh, like extensive vision changes made so like i can't do anything that's rendered very far away there has to be some amount of blur for like trees and mountains and buildings and stuff that are far but the game itself like if like the in close area is actually pretty detailed and looks pretty nice um the mod is like a total conversion mod and there's this entire storyline that people have been talking about for a long time because it has been rated very very highly it's been Selected as like one of the best mods on a couple of the mod resource sites for a while. And it was made by this um, studio out of, I think, Russia, maybe. Uh, and they just they, they made a sequel that's a part of Skyrim, too. So I decided at this point, since they brought it to Steam, I was going to play through the whole. The whole two games. Oh, was the other one a Skyrim mod, not an Oblivion mod? It is a Skyrim mod. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. So how, Man. how is it like legal? To just release that? <laughs> Great question. Don't know, uh, but it's on Steam, so we'll just we'll just go with it. I mean, um, we're not making money off of it, so that's probably one thing. It's, it just, it's free. Yeah. It just see. I mean, okay. L illegal is not what I meant. I guess I meant how did they not get cease and desisted? <laughs> yeah. Because normally, places crack down on the super hard, right? Yeah. Like obviously, you can mod like Skyrim and stuff, but like. Getting a full release feels like the kind of thing that they would be like, hey, that's our IP. You can't just like have that. 
<laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and it's, it's it's probably a mix of they're not ripping off any other like IP sources. Like they're not making Star Wars inside Oblivion. Sure. They're making like a unique thing that they came up with on their own. I just I feel like companies are very petty when it comes to stuff like this. Yeah. Like because uh when WoW like vanilla WoW before Blizzard started charging people for that, there were vanilla WoW servers that they were taking down, right? Uh yeah, like that's I don't know, like that. I mean you can you can see how that's like a direct loss of income for them though. Like you're not paying Blizzard to play. Sure, but now this well, is like a standalone thing, yes? It is. Hey, you I, still have to I, own Oblivion, though, right? You have to own Oblivion. To, yeah. to be I able to see. run the mod on top of it. Yes, it is okay. essentially just a mod that runs on base Oblivion. I see. I, I thought you meant it was like a game that you could just get independent of no. Oblivion. See, an, a more a more like a, a more similar situation would probably be something like Black Mesa. Sure. That's a that's a real weird one. Because that's yeah. like a standalone game that you buy that is just literally a remake of the game from before. I don't know. Yeah, before they were given the green light to charge for that game, it'd, it'd be like a similar thing. Because they, they like total converted Half-Life 2, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. To make Half-Life 1. Which is still like... That one's even worse because they're just like straight ripping <laughs> Valve's original <laughs> IP and putting it in something else. Yep. And then they um, so, got green light go ahead, and they're just like, all right, yeah, charge for it. Yeah, we don't do care. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, this game is pretty cool. Um, there are some changes that are are different from like the way that things work in Oblivion and Skyrim and Elder Scrolls in general. Um, XP is based on uh, specifically like encounters that you do. Um, and your leveling up is based off of, or your like ability leveling up is based off of what you've been focusing on. So if you've been using melee weapons, that's what you tend to get your like uh, higher numbers that you can add your ability scores on when you go to level up versus things you haven't been doing. You just don't really get any extra points in those. Um, they've also completely taken out the fast travel system entirely. And that's wow. replaced with this like teleporting system you have to know a spell to teleport to a location which means you had to have been there before and it requires like a fuel it's like a resource called like a uh, it's like a teleporter gem essentially and it allows you to... sure <laughs> teleportanium mm -hmm. uh, and that allows you to fast travel kind of fast travel to a teleportation site in within a city or within a location is that a good mechanic yeah that I sounds don't know very yet. I, obnoxious <laughs> i've only played about six hours and i have not fast traveled anywhere the map is absolutely enormous oh. but i've only been to this like small little section so for me it hasn't been an issue but i can foresee when i get to the point where i'm like having to travel all the way to the northeast and then go back to the southwest portion of the map i'm gonna want to travel so i'm gonna have to buy more resources to teleport if i have the teleportation skill Jesus. yeah uh, but the story seems pretty cool. The probably the just strangest part about that game is that, of course, the whole game is in Russian. It's voiced in Russian. There are oh. there are no English acted versions of the game, to my knowledge. Uh, they were Isn't working it on German? one. The German? Pretty sure it's German. Freaking, I don't it's, know. Dude. It's weird that they recorded the whole thing in Russian. Then. <laughs> German. It's German. Uh, I, I yeah, I wouldn't know the difference really. What? Um, I. It's spoken so. 
quickly and I'm not like I'm just reading the English subtitles. So I'm not trying to pay attention to what they're actually saying. It just sounds like a bunch of syllables coming out of their mouths. Uh, yeah, it's German. Okay, German. Thank you. Confirmed. Um, yeah. So anyway, it's it's all it's all subtitled that, but the subtitles don't like perfectly match up. It's like that we were watching a movie the other night where the subtitles weren't necessarily matching up right when the people were actually saying their lines, and it's like, ah, yeah. Yeah, but I think they, they're working on getting that kind of adjusted because they just launched this on the 12th. I just clicked on the developer yes. to see like what else they've done. They have a freaking yes. novel that you can get <laughs> that for has the, an audio book portion. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <clears throat> Dreams of Dying, an Enderall novel. Yeah, apparently all this is part of like an expanded universe for them. So the Enderall is the sequel for this game, Nehrim. Um, yeah, I also have a game called Mad Restaurant, people. Oh. What? That's something. That's very weird. So just like angry <laughs> customers and they're just all Karens. In a restaurant. <laughs> yes. Uh, Jake. What have you been playing? So I've been playing more Witcher 3. That game's very good and very long. Uh, I feel like I don't really have a whole lot else to say about it. Um, Do you have things to say about the actual game? Because every time you talk to me about it, it's just Gwent. Gwent? Look, I like Gwent, okay? I don't get why you like Gwent so much. It's (laughs) fun. You hate, like, all card games. Yeah, but but Gwent is good. Get off my back. Uh, one thing that has been bugging me, and this is so small, I wasn't gonna bring it up, but, like, it's just, like, a video gamey thing, where characters are talking, and they just, like, clip into their clothes. <laughs> like, the armor Geralt's wearing right now has a very high collar, and whenever he turns his head, he just clips right through it, and I'm like, man, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. I noticed that, too. Yeah, that's... I don't know. I think part of it is my expectations were very high because I've been hearing nothing but praise for this game. That stuff like that is just kind of like annoying. Yeah. I also I did manage to get a dragon stuck between my horse and a hill at one point by accident. Oh, that was very weird. How in the world? Like Roach, pin him. Well, I was like, I was riding around. This dragon was bugging me. So I hop off Roach and he keeps going for a little bit. And the dragon comes down to swoop and just gets caught like perfectly (laughs) between them. And I was like, oh. You trained Roach well. He's an he's an attack horse. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, good job, Roach. Um, so yeah, I just left. I was just like, okay, bye. The stuff about every time I see like clothing clipping in a game, I always think like, what what generation do we get to where all those meshes have like physics and like when you your face turns, it actually pushes it out of the way. Yeah, it would be nice. That's the dream right there. <laughs> At what point? Well, after that, is it 2030? Like, when do we get there? After that Unreal video, it seems yeah, like it no might be closer. freaking <laughs> kidding. Uh, fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, but the other thing I've been playing is I got back into Resident Evil 7, uh, mainly because hey. of an announcement that was made that we'll talk about in a little bit. But Resident <laughs> Evil 7's fucking great. I love this yeah. game. It's so good. I feel like you hated it when you first played it. I didn't hate it. There's just so (laughs) the first time I played it, there's this one part where you got to go through these really narrow corridors. And there are these like 
slime monster things. And I guess I was very bad at the game because I didn't have much ammo. And I just ran out of bullets and it's like, wow, I basically can't do this anymore. So I just like got stuck and I stopped playing. But this time, I guess I did a better job because I had a bunch <laughs> of ammo and it wasn't even a problem. Wow. Um, it's still I think that's probably like the worst part of the game so far. That is the worst part of the game. So like, mm, yeah, probably. You know, I don't feel too bad. Like, I get it past Jake. That part does suck. <laughs> but everything else is really, really good. The Resident Evil engine looks so good. Like, damn, I love it. The <laughs> boss fights are really, really good. I just got out of a boss fight with this, like, insect thing. I don't uh, want to spoil yep. this game. But, man, that part was amazing. So good. I just, I'm enjoying this game a lot. It's spooky, so Alex, sorry. <laughs> but it's really good. I like it, it a lot. It's a very fun game. Yeah. And it's, it's got it's got those resi puzzles going on in it. Yeah. Oh like my their God. earlier games. One other yeah. Yeah. Right? Because coming I'm coming to this almost right off Resident Evil 2. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, I get it. There's echoes, obviously. Like obviously it's the same series. But Resident Evil has been so different in so many different places <laughs> that it's hard to say like what is Resident Evil -y and what isn't. But it feels very much like Resident Evil 2 with some of the puzzles and stuff. Yeah. And just, I did not realize how much stuff there was in the environment. Like, I'm going through and being careful. I thought I got most of it. There's an item you can use that just reveals everything in your immediate vicinity. I didn't even get, like, half. <laughs> like, I used one of those items and I was like, wow! There's, like, 50 things that I just didn't notice. Huh. So just, like, the detail in the environments, I think, is really impressive. And it's a great game, and you should play it. The end. The end. Uh, let's talk about a couple things that are news related. Uh, first of which is uh, let's talk about itch.io, um, which is a website like where people can host and sell essentially indie video games. Right. Have any of you guys really used this site much? Not really. Not, any not really. I okay. used it a little bit. Uh, sometimes like um, so the Valhalla people released like a little spinoff thing, Valhalla for kids, and they just released it on itch.io for free. Hmm. That's cool. Uh, they recently released a bundle um, that actually, by the time this podcast posts, will no longer be available. Yeah, I just uh, realized that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoopsies. Uh, the bundle for racial justice and equality, which uh, includes like a thousand plus games. Something like yeah, something like 1600, right? Uh, There's like 1600 plus things in it, but not necessarily all of them are games. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. It says it's a $5,700 value bundle. Yep. With yep the yep. minimum being five bucks. Five dollars. They've raised $6.6 million already. Yeah. It's act. Yeah. It's kind of awesome. <laughs> That's a lot. Does it, do you know, does it show you like how much people have actually paid for this bundle anywhere? Uh, it just Kinda says like, the top contribution is $5,000. And yeah. the average contribution is $10. And 30 cents. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but there's like stuff in this bundle that I would pay five dollars for just by itself. Yeah, so Celeste is Celeste. In here. Yeah. Yep. A short um, hike's in here. A short hike is the one I was gonna go for. <laughs> what a good game. Oh, Celeste, man. Alex. Celeste. A short hike is so good. Everybody go play a short hike. <laughs> Minute minutes in here. I played that game for Humble Bundle Rumble. There it looks to be also a lot of resources for like um, you know, people who are game developers 
There's some like yeah, project like... management tools. There's cheat sheets for game development. Assets. Um, mm-hmm. Asset packets. And then you just have games in here called Throw Cubes into Brick Towers to Collapse Them. <laughs> Hell yeah. This is a literal game. I mean, yeah, I mean, it gets the it gets the gist. I was gonna I say, see, you know what you're getting. I did it's, see one in here. I, I don't know where it is now because there's friggin' so many things. But there was one in here that was just like, this is like ten prototypes I made. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right. Oh, glitter, yeah. glitter mitten grove is also in here. It yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. Is that the frog fractions thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're just spoiling it. I That's spoiled fine. it all. Spoiled. That's <laughs> fine. That would be cool. Like give our viewers like a little taste of something cool. But no, no we'll just ruin it up front. Uh, shoot. Uh, other important video game news to talk about. PS5 had their event uh, last week mm-hmm. and announced a lot of things. Uh, yeah. Alex, I think you watched it from start to end, right? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I mean, you did give me a synopsis of all of the things that I needed to know. <laughs> yeah. They started Which is a this lot. uh the future of games presentation with footage from a 7-year-old Grand Theft Auto game, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I like that uh, they're like this has been on every one of our consoles. So now we're going to release it on this one. I'm like, wait, wait. Has it been a different game on every one of your consoles except for this one? Or is it just the same one that was on the last one? That's it, very dumb. Is it the first game that's been on three consecutive console re- releases? <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, oh my god. It was on PS3. Incredible. It was on PS3. I just I thought it was on four and higher. I didn't assume it was on No, three. it came out on three and then wow. it came out around launch of four. It's ridiculous. Like it's it's cool, I guess. Keep bringing it over, but why feature it in your big launch? <laughs> you know, like it was like a huge thing at the beginning of the. Because well, like, if you want to play Grand Theft Auto Five, you've played it. Yeah. Right. It's been around for ages. Well, then the big thing was they're gonna give GTA Online to all PlayStation Five owners for free. Like, oh wow, cool. Mm, I guess. <laughs> I mean, for what it's worth, there are. A- 140,000 active players right now playing GTA 5 I mean, on Steam. Sure, it's a big game, but it's old and people are already <laughs> playing it. <laughs> then then after that they rolled into new Spider-Man footage, so I was excited about that. Oh my god, I'm so <laughs> look. Everyone knows the Miles Morales parts were the best part of the first one. <laughs> so now we get a game of just walking around, hacking stereos, so excited. Can't wait for the Mary Jane one they're obviously working on. Oh, man. The stealth section is going to be e- even easier now that you can go invisible. <laughs> I just... Uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, which is apparently coming out this fall. Yeah. Or holiday. Did you guys, it's, it's not like a full, full game. Mm. Like, it's a standalone, but it's basically an expansion. Okay. There's a lot of confusion on this. Yeah. I would have guessed it wasn't like a full game. Yeah, I mean, based on how soon it's releasing, it makes yeah. a lot of sense. But first, I was like, oh, wow, they are making a whole new game. That's crazy. Yeah, excited for that one. Um, then they rolled into like some car porn with Gran Turismo 7. <laughs> classic, classic ad for Gran Turismo. 
when you're when you're talking about a PS5. You got to do some nice Every side time shots. You show a new console, you have to show how good cars can look on it. Okay, it's mm-hmm. like a requirement. Yeah, I mean, those are the most played video games. Period. <laughs> like, are there people who only <laughs> buy consoles to drive pretty cars? That's so. Like, yeah. I, that blows my mind. Like, I don't, I don't know. know. I feel like if you're big into racing, you're into like sim stuff and yeah, you're on you'd PC. Think at that point, you'd be like, let me just get a steering wheel, pump up my PC, and do that. And get like some triple monitors or something like that. Whatever, get your VR headset, whatever, whatever you car people need to do. You're into iRacing. Just... You're like ranked on the leaderboards playing against actual race car drivers. <laughs> Before they get banned for being racist. <laughs> or cheating. Yeah. Both of those things I think have happened. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, there was like there was like a real racer who got a professional virtual racer to race in their place. Wow. And you could see like the cam footage, there was just like a mic or something covering their face. Oh my god. It was just like, guys, what are you doing? <laughs> but that's that's neither here nor there. Uh, then they rolled into Ratchet and Clank. Uh, the new Ratchet and Clank. Rift Apart. Yeah. yeah. Which looked very cool, I think. You I sound just, up on it. I want to be excited for that, but like their last like four games have been like kind of whatever. That's um, what I was talking about. After like, like Up Your Arsenal. Yes! It was like, no. Uh, they're all like whatever. Yeah. Like, Deadlock like was them. fun, but different. All the ones on PS3 are very... Like, they're not bad, but they're not good either. They're just, like, fine. I love the PS3 ones. Really? <laughs> I also, just, like... Mm. Their new thing that they really like to show off, their, their portal grappling jumping, hook, grappling to the weird portal, thing. that looks like the worst, most disorienting <laughs> movement ability <laughs> ever. <laughs> Did you see it in the gameplay? Because it looks terrible to use. Mm. It looks a little weird. You you shoot out a grappling hook, and then you teleport to that spot. That's yep. so yep. weird. Why well, like, call it a grappling like, hook at that point? It like I don't pulls, know. It like pulls the environment to you in a weird teleporty way. In a weird, very disorienting teleporty way. Oh, so it's like ripping the environment to where your current position is. Yeah. yeah. Weird. Yeah, also, I don't, it seems like an odd choice. Why? Because they've done this for the PS3 games as well a little bit, at least the most recent one. The game's called Ratchet and Clank. Mm-hmm. I feel like one of the most compelling things about the early ones was kind of their interplay. Yep. And they're splitting them apart again. Rift apart, dude. Yeah, here's the thing. I don't think that's fun. <laughs> I think that sucks. It's like taking Jack away from Dexter. Yeah. Why would you do that? They just they work well together. It's why the game was named after them. <laughs> um, I think the interesting thing about what they showed of Ratchet and Clank is it's really the only thing at the show that showed off the new stuff for the PlayStation Five, like the capabilities of the SSD, and um, like there was ray tracing on the reflections for Clank. Yeah, like it, does, the, it looks very nice. The whole sequence that they started off with where they're falling through portals and instantly being loaded into completely new worlds with like all new assets um, was very impressive, I think, because 
that's not something you could do on a, a previous gen console. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that just kind of shows off that they're, what they're talking about with instantaneous load times could actually be a thing. Um, Square Enix showed some game called Project Athia. It looks super dope, but also it's probably not going to be out for like six years. It has <laughs> yeah. Project in the title, so it's like... It's almost never a good sign. <laughs> I don't even remember what that was about. Like, you don't really know. It looks there's, like dragons. Yeah, there's like monsters. There's like a girl. She's got like powers. She jumps far nature powers oh i remember her leaping across stuff mm -hmm. yeah she does like a dash jump thing it I mean, looks very nice there's really nothing to really go off pretty. of though there's a girl and there's some adversity <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, alex you, you haven't even talked about the most important part which was the sweat physics jesus of nba christ. 2k21 jesus christ <laughs> bro he's not there yet that's the long way down there's a lot of Are games you... in this list <laughs> <laughs> Um, I didn't actually even write NBA 2K21 in here because that's was, so weird. It was such a funny <laughs> reveal. That, that was that was bathroom break time. <laughs> they're like, now we're gonna talk about NBA. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, <laughs> restroom that's break. An NBA player there cool, announcing cool. it. I I feel like he had a rough time of it. Yeah. No, it felt. Odd. I mean, somebody who doesn't do it announcements doing weird. an announcement. I mean, they, they were obviously all like social distance and quarantined, so. He's like in his house somewhere and they're like, you got to film this and say, you're not ready for this or whatever he says. Yeah, I think that's y'all aren't ready for this. Y'all aren't ready for this. And he's got like no director there. He's got his, like his phone on a tripod or something. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, man. <laughs> but they show that footage and it's like nothing. It's like a guy shoots a basketball and yells and there's like a lot of sweat. There's a lot of sweat. So much sweat. He's like in a pool. I'm in love with you. What else do you show? They already <laughs> yeah, did basketball. They know. did that one. They did that 10 years ago. Yeah. Basketball also, hasn't changed. I feel like every generation announcement, they have to show the sweat physics every time. Like look at all these sweat driplets on this guy's face. And you're God. like, why are you showing me this so close? So close they, right now. There are a lot of people actually asking the question if Zion Williamson actually sweats as much as he did in the trailer. He has a condition. <laughs> it's very mean to make fun of him. Gosh. Uh, there's a game called Stray, where you play as a stray cat in like a robot Tokyo. Sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Look, looks neat. It's a weird yeah. one to put in a launch trailer or a yeah. launch event, I feel like. Yeah. But sure. There was um, this weird looking sci-fi shooter that looked all right, but then they put the title card up and it was called Returnal. And I was like, no. Yeah. What <laughs> kind of terrible name is that? That's so the, bad. Someone with the guy in the spacesuit, right? Yep. It's a, yeah. I feel like it looked like a strand type game. <laughs> I really thought it might be. Oh, a you're not. That you're thinking of Pragmata. Yeah. Am I? Yeah. There's several oh, space shooters. I am. This is a, you're this right. Is a lady in a space. The lady. Yeah. The concept seems really cool for that one, though. Bad it does. name, but yeah. okay. Not gonna lie, though, Pragmata does look like a Kojima game. Yep. When yeah. I first saw that, I was like, "Is this the next strand type game?" I did. Yeah. Full stop. Thought it was. It's just like <laughs> dude with like weird technology all over his body. He finds a small child, and then like gravity goes crazy, and they're floating through the air, and he like yeah. 3D prints like this 
yarn ball around himself <laughs> to like bounce off of a satellite. Yeah. And I'm like, what is so that? Like, so that's weird. the game. <laughs> and then they land on the moon. Yep. And the girl's not in a spacesuit, but she's just sitting there she's like, like, what's some up? some kind of robot girl. Sure. There's a new sack boy game, a new uh, Little Big Planet game. I yeah, guess. What? Why would you change the name from Little Big Planet, which is a great name, to anything sack with the word boy. sack in the name? <laughs> don't, guys, listen. Sack Do not boy, put a big sack adventure. in the name. Don't put sack in the name of anything. It's oh, a, and instead of like a regular Little Big Planet, it looks like it's a full 3D platformer, like a, like a Mario game style. But it still has uh, the co-op in there. They showed four players running around. Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'll probably be good. I like. I always like the little big planet games, and I never yeah. did any of the creation stuff. So. Yeah, and you get another dimension now, instead of just running sideways. Yeah. Um, they showed a car combat game called Destruction All Stars. It looked pretty generic, but might be fun. I don't know. I just the fact that they went with All Stars again to go <laughs> with like. PlayStation, PlayStation All Stars, PlayStation mm-hmm. Destruction All Stars. <laughs> like you see Kratos does driving a car. Remember PlayStation All Stars? <laughs> Am I the only one? Yeah, yeah. that Smash game they made that nobody liked. I mm-hmm. was so excited for it. I bought it and I played it like I don't know half an hour. I was like, this is not good. <laughs> yeah, like just drop that name, guys. Not gonna work. I mean, maybe maybe I'm reading too much into it. Maybe that's a happy little accident, but. I don't know. Uh, they showed a game called Kenna Bridge of Spirits, which looks very almost Pikmin-y. Yes. Mm. Got a bunch of cute little furry dudes running around helping you do stuff. It's a it's a game about furries. It's it it'll be good, I'm sure. <laughs> Speaking of game about furries, goodbye Volcano High. Yeah. yeah also-, <laughs> also a weird game for your launch. A lot of weird games in their announcement. I, I mean, just, I, my note just says despre- depressed dinosaur high schoolers. That's yeah. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> I think that gets it. Um, I'm into it. It's just it is not the kind of thing I would have thought they would have put on this. Like, hey, look at our cool new console. Like, I definitely prefer it to like. Usually, it's like, hey, look, it's Call of Duty. Here's yeah. basketball. <laughs> here's cars. And it's like, wow, I don't care about any of these. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a weird one to show off for like trying to demonstrate what your console can do because you could slap that on a switch yeah i mean it's it's very pretty but it's all art style and not so much like hardware like yeah realism kind of stuff it's kind of giving me a little life is strange vibes i so. I, I think it could be really really good and it I looks cool it. i i did watch the trailer and say that's a jake game so yeah you know what guilty <laughs> um there's odd word odd world soul storm i don't know has anybody ever played any of those odd world games Mm-mm. not like the traditional ones i played a no. weird one aren't they all weird i didn't no, really there, know there was one that like it wasn't untraditional oh like weird. abe's odyssey style or mm. abe's odyssey yeah. yeah 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 it wasn't that kind of side scrolly style at all I've never played any of these, and I don't know where the story is coming from, and it looked very weird. They're weird. I I, I don't know. I wasn't feeling it. Stuff breaks apart real nice, I guess. Yeah. There was a lot of exploding stuff. 
Um, there's Ghostwire Tokyo, which a lot of people seem to be very excited for. It looks what? so cool. It, it looks, looks very so cool. Weird. You do like magic karate on ghosts. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Why? What is that? Yeah. <laughs> it's is there karaoke? Mm. I don't think so. Mm. That would add to it. I mean, it, it's not Yakuza. Mm. <laughs> There's definitely an element of like, I did a Kamehameha at a ghost. Yeah. That I'm into. I think that it doesn't looks super cool. All. I think it looks very, very cool. Uh, there's a game called Jet the Far Shore, and my note just says no idea. Yeah, so actually, I watched the trailer for that right before we did this, and the gameplay seems to be going in a straight line. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just kind of go, and that's all they showed. This is the one where they're, like, leaving Earth, and, like, the number of years is counting up, and they're, like, mm-hmm. barely getting out of the atmosphere, and it's, like, five years, and I'm like, what are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very slow spaceship. <laughs> Uh, they showed gameplay for Godfall, which was previously announced. Yeah, I don't know about that game. It's um, Gearbox. So oh. I, I see don't... where your concern is. <laughs> it looks weird. It, I don't know if it looks good. Like they they talk about mastering weapons, so that makes me wonder if it's got like uh, Monster Hunter esque like mechanics associated with the different weapon types. Um, but then it looks like it's just like a like a beat 'em up like God of War like fighting game. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I don't know. Um oh there was a game called Solar Ash. It's from the the Hyperlight Drifter peeps. Oh yeah. It looked very pretty and, and cool. I don't know what that game's gonna be like. The only gameplay they showed was a person walking out of a cave and then like the camera flipped upside down and then they showed the title card. It looks I mean, even if it's just like third person action hyperlight drifter. Yeah. Hell like hell yeah. Hyperlight yeah. Drifter slaps. I love that game. And it's it's weird because it has like a very similar art style and like color palette, but it's not like sixteen bit. Like, right. Like full three D instead. It's weird how they translated that. Um, Hitman three got announced. If you're into Hitman, now, that, I guess this that's is cool. Like this is like the sequel to the newest trilogy, right? This is the new or not Hitman. Sequel. The end of the newest trilogy. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't know if they've said it's a trilogy or not, but it's definitely the third one of the new games. Because this is like the. I mean, we're in double digits for the number of Hitman games, right? This is like ten or twelve or fifteen Hitman games. Finally. But it's not that many. I don't think it's that many. This might be like the, I would guess, sixth or seventh. Yeah. That might be a little low. I would be surprised if it was ten. I would go seven or eight, maybe. Just gotta one-up me all the time. Yep. (laughs) One thing I heard about this game, and have any of us played these new Hitman games? No. No. Because I saw that your progress carries over from Hitman 2. And I was like, what? Yeah, right? What does that mean? I don't know. I wasn't aware it was that kind of game. Um, Yeah, So that's weird. I don't know what that means, really. Frank would know, probably. He's played these. Cool. Cool, Get him on the line, Aaron. Yeah. All right, I'll get him on the line. Hold on a second. Ring, ring. Ring, ring. (laughs) 
Yeah, yo, what up? <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering who was coming to it. Yeah, God, I'm, I'm Frank. Hey, Frank, uh, how many Hitman games are there? Twelve. <laughs> thanks, Frank. Right. Thanks, that's all we needed. Goodbye. It's not even the question that we were going to ask. <laughs> It's too, uh, he's gone. It's too late. It's it's over. Sorry. <clears throat> Astro's playroom. Does anybody care about Astro? Not even all, but nope, nope. Okay, that's a pre. That's like a PlayStation character that was a previously a thing. I think it was mm. like a VR thing. Was it? Like a PlayStation VR thing? Sure. I mean, why not? Yeah. That Whatever. sounds. Right. I don't know. That sounds right. Um. Oh, there's this game called Little Devil Inside, which looks super cool. It actually does look really, really good. I'm excited for that one. Uh, it looks like it has a lot of style, a lot of um, comedic timing. The trailer has a butler going poop, poop. Yep. <laughs> fucking great. It's fucking great. At, at the same time, the action mechanics look like they're really well done from the little that they show in the trailer. Um. Is this but, the game you looked up on Kickstarter? Yeah, so I looked up this game and I found out it was a Kickstarter like forever ago. And like when you look at the rewards, it's like you, you buy this one and you get the full game. Expected delivery 2016. Yep. Ooh. <laughs> Whoa. Ooh, yikes. <laughs> Missed that one by just a bit. <laughs> Teeny tiny bit. Like, dang, that's been in development for a while. Um, oh, Octodad developers putting on a new game. It's called Bugsnacks. Well, that's I, weird. I wrote down it has a sick jam in the trailer. Yeah. And also I've been listening to that song, which is apparently not a whole song. They just wrote a jingle, which is very disappointing to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to get it just for that. <laughs> for the one jingle. If it was a yeah. whole song. If it was a whole song, song I'd be sold, but yeah. it's not. So I'm not going to buy it. Uh, it looks very strange. There's like bugs walking around that are the shapes of different foods. And then and like you eat a... the food, you become the food. Y- yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's like a walrus lady that eats a strawberry bug and then her arm turns into strawberries. Looks strange. Okay. Yep. They officially announced the Demon Souls remake. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, that'll be cool. It looks really nice. I mean, I don't know how good Demon Souls actually was because I had played it before. So now I'm excited too. I've heard good things. What I I wonder if they're gonna like change stuff or if they're gonna try to be like as faithful as possible. Mm. Yeah, I've seen people discussing like there's some annoying mechanics in that game that maybe don't age very well. Yeah. Mm. So like, <laughs> I don't know if they'll change that stuff. I have a feeling they're gonna be faithful just because like it's part of such like a well-regarded series. And it's not by the From Software guys. It's the guys who did the uh, Shadow of the Colossus remake. Oh. So I, I have a feeling they're not going to stray too far from the path. Interesting. But I guess we'll see. And then we have, I think, Caleb's most anticipated game from the list, Deathloop. Yeah. You mean, you uh, mean yeah. Dishonored. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You mean, Dishonored, that's what you mean. but with time. Dishonored, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. You mean and you also mean some dishonored. multiplayer, which I don't know how I feel about that. Who cares about that part? But we'll see. Like actually, I mean, they definitely did show crouching around and then using the teleportability to get up to a, a rooftop. So <laughs> basically, dishonored. I mean, I'm excited for more dishonored gameplay. I was gonna say it looks fucking form. rad. Yeah, 
It looked like a lot of fun to fly around. I was kind of so, people. Like Dishonored's all steampunky, and mm-hmm. I really like the the style that they're going for with this yeah. new one. I don't even know what to call it, but it's definitely got its unique spin. It looks cool. Do we know the trailer makes it look a lot more action packed than Dishonored? Dishonored's yeah. a much more stealthy affair. Is that right, or is there also going to be stealth and they just showed actiony stuff? I don't know. Okay. But yeah, so they didn't I'll really be interested show to because I would love stealth. Dishonored if they were just like, look, Dishonored's the stealthy one. This is the one about shooting people. <laughs> like, I think yeah. that'd be cool. I wonder how it's going to be like organized because the way they show him like go th- progress through the level and then die and then it rewinds him to the start of it. Right. Like, I wonder if it's going to be like trials based where like they've got a specific type of puzzle set up. Almost like, like uh, this level hotline Miami kind of. Right. Yeah. Mm. I wonder if it'll be like that, and you just like rewind to the beginning when you die every time. Like that, because if it's just like explaining your checkpoint system, that's kind of lame. Yeah. It yeah. feels like kind of a waste of the concept. Mm, yeah, maybe. Yeah, and then yeah, like we said, it's probably PvP. I don't know if they said that specifically or not. But they definitely show the perspective switch to the girl at the end, and she like jumps off the roof and shoots at the guy. They definitely mentioned multiplayer somewhere in there. Okay. Some form of multiplayer. It looks neat. Um, they, this is what Jake was talking about. They announced Village, which the title card then changed into Resident Evil 8. Oh my god. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> it looks so good. And I love they, okay. they put werewolves in it, I yeah. guess. <laughs> yeah, dude. Zombies are old news. It's zombie time. Let's fucking go. Did I say zombie time? I meant werewolf <laughs> I meant werewolf time. Nice. Fix that in post, please. Just werewolf. <laughs> Take that and put it over so I don't sound that dumb. Yeah, werewolves. And Chris is Chris is back, I guess. Uh, man, who the fuck cares? <laughs> it's his final chapter. Resident Evil always does this. It's like, oh, dude, you remember Jill Valentine? I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> Nobody cares about Resident Evil's characters, okay? Like, just, just make it cool. Just give me werewolves in a cool, snowy town. Their logo's super cool. They took yeah. the V in Village and the I in the L in the L. Great. Love it. I'm so excited for this one. Yeah, so is it is it called like Resident Evil 8 Village? I have no or idea. Is, or is Village in the title? I think it's just called Resident Evil Village. That is how I, I would think, read is it. it? And it's the one. Yeah. Okay, and they're just like stylizing it as like, hey, wink, nod, it's the 8th yeah. one. It's the 8th one. I mean, for Resident Evil 7, one. they did a similar thing where the V-I-L and Evil was 7. Yeah. Which is really cool. I can't wait for how they do IX. That's <laughs> yeah. gonna be really hard. <laughs> um, yeah, and then finally to cap off the presentation, they announced the new Horizon game, Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah. Oh, I thought it would be Horizon One Dawn. It's kind of <laughs> disappointing. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm look excited good. for more Horizon. Yeah, it looks awesome. I, never I played haven't the played the first one. one. Yeah. yeah. What are you guys so, doing? It's I'm waiting for the PC game. release. Uh, Coming out this summer. I'll play it then. Well, it's very good. 
I never so, finished it, but it is it's good. The main storyline is particularly good. I didn't know how to feel about this reveal because I wasn't I like I don't have the hype from the first game to anticipate the second one, so all you really need to know is it's it's my girl Ashley Birch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's the main character. <laughs> so like, yeah, it's great. <laughs> Pretty much anything with Ashley Birch, you're like in on. I don't know, dude. There was a period in time where every game I played, she was in. <laughs> like I'd play a game, I'd be like, wow, this is really good. I wonder who does the voice work for this character. They're really good. And it's like, oh, it's Ashley Birch again. She just kept showing up. Yeah. And finally they announced a, a new wireless router to help you. <laughs> Get on the, on the PS network. Uh, no, they announced the PlayStation Five <laughs> box. It kind of looks like a router. It looks a lot well, like a router. Well, you can either buy a router or a refrigerator this Christmas, like a <laughs> mini fridge for your new console. Yeah, I mean that those are the options you get. Um, it looks like the PS Five is very big. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the size comparisons? It looks I like it's not. very large. Here, I got a. Linky. It's it's you know, I mean, it's something. It's quite it's large. Big. I mean, the PS3 was big, and that. I do like that this link says, "Here's a good guess." <laughs> yeah, I mean, they don't have a official word. What, but what if they just shrunk it? Like you know how it has that bounding box? Just make it smaller, and it'll look smaller. <laughs> okay. What's amazing to me is when you look at these and you see how there's like. PlayStation has the, they have numbers like this is the PlayStation three. This is another PlayStation three, but it's a slim version. Then you get over <laughs> to Xbox and they're like, they did that for a minute and they were like, oh, 360 slim. And then they were like, no, I got a better idea. Let's just start with X one and we'll just change it. X one. Like something weird. SSX. Yeah. SSX. Tricky. Wow. Yeah, so they, they're basing the size comparisons off of the length of the disc tray and USB ports. Mm. So, like, kind of matching those up against all the other systems, and then you can kind of see how big it is. Also, what a weird place for the USB port on the PS5. It's, like, right in the dead center of the front face. Yeah, yeah. And there's only That's one. That's a strange spot. I don't know. I prefer I, the, frig- the refrigerator's mini-fridge style, but... You do? I guess if you like the router look. Yeah, I like the just I square. like it. I It's Ugh. futuristic. It's sleek. We talking I think about it's the, cool. The mini fridge is futuristic. It's just no. a literal box. It's just a PC. They're just <laughs> trying to look like a PC. Someday. Someday they'll, they'll graduate and become a PC. Uh, let's talk real quick about some other related events. Now that we've covered PS5 before we get out of news here. Um, one of which is the, uh, escapist indie showcase. Yeah. Um, there, there were a lot of recent events that happened at like at the same time. I think yeah. the escapist, uh, indie showcase happened like right after the Sony event ended. And it was, it was the two hour long, uh, presentation i guess of just various yeah, i couldn't i mean it was just purely trailers wasn't it it's was just all indie game trailers yeah yeah occasionally they would have a little snippet of the developers talking about the game but it was a lot of just trailers and this... a ton of them were from kickstarter games which oh, i recognize because cool. i backed a few of them oh of course you backed them all <laughs> i feel like you just have an auto back feature on your kickstarter <laughs> app anytime it's like 
a, a video game, a board game, or something that's related to that world of stuff, it just auto backs. I did, like, I did get where, my where's all backer. my money in my bank account going? I got my super backer pin a while back. Oh my gosh. I don't know how, how many, many you have to back to be a super backer. That's ridiculous. I don't actually know. <laughs> this Escapist Indie Showcase says it did 80 game trailers for a two hour runtime. That sounds about right. Yeah. And they had, uh, there were quite a few premieres, world premieres. Hmm. But we also had uh, IGN's. They, they had too. like a four day expo. Online expo? The last few days. Yeah. Yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> there, were, there were some <laughs> there were some interesting things that came out of that. There was a new Everspace 2 trailer and gameplay. I don't know if any of you guys have played Everspace. Nope. It was like the roguelike um, it's kind of kind of like an Elite Dangerous kind of, but roguelike and a little mm-hmm. dumbed down, I guess. But this one looks like it's a huge open world RPG now, so I don't I don't even know if the roguelike aspect comes into it. Interesting. It could have entirely changed. And there was some this Guerrilla Collective event, and one of the trailers here that I thought would be interested in is Goner Two. We played Goner for uh, oh, the Humble Goner. Bundle that one time. Yeah, that old roguelike game. I like Goner, and I got a second one coming out. I that game is very hard. Yeah, <laughs> it's very very hard. I don't think I ever uh, even beat the second boss. Wow. Yeah, but I'm also not very good at games. <laughs> so I said that about you. <laughs> that's that's gonna be on my like uh, tombstone. Aaron wasn't very good at games. <laughs> And I think there was also the PC gaming show. I don't know when that was. I think it was pretty recent, though. But they announced Surgeon Simulator 2, which uh, has up to four-player co-op. Yeah. Oh, weird. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know how that would work. I'm so excited. I don't know I hope either. you're all operating on the same body. Well, it looks like you're all in a hospital. Like, you can walk around the hospital and oh. you go to different rooms. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And everybody's like walking around with their left arm out because that's the arm you use, I guess. The only one you get. You get one yeah. arm, I think. That's how Surgeon Simulator works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's true. You only get one. Okay. But there's like videos of people like pull, ripping people's patients' legs off because they got to go fix the leg. <laughs> Just rip the leg off, carry it somewhere, fix it, bring it back. Yeah, Man, that's funny. Like feel, a lot of fun. That I feel like awesome. the, the PC gaming show is usually like useless. Yeah, like nothing ever comes out of that. So yeah, there's that's also nice. a, there's also a four player Outlast game coming out. No idea what that's gonna be like. Oh, like the the horror game? Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, nothing yep. says horror quite like co op. Yeah, exactly. That's what I always say. <laughs> Very intrigued about that. Uh, also, other exciting stuff, Jake. Me? Yeah. Persona 4. Oh, Persona 4. Yeah. Persona 4 Golden is out <laughs> on Steam. Me? What Guys, could I possibly be excited about? I thought about? I was out of stuff. This just, I just heard about this yesterday. It like just happened. Holy shit. Persona 4 Golden used to be a Vita exclusive. Yeah. What is that? Vita. Who owns a Vita besides Tim? <laughs> yeah, besides Tim. God. But it's, it's basically like Persona 4 Game of the Year. It's like the same base game, but they added some new characters. Adjusted the gameplay a little bit. Just added a bunch of cool stuff. You can ride a moped now. I was always bummed because I never got to play it. I just had to play the base game. But now I get to play Golden. It's 20 bucks on Steam. It's so good. 
Yeah, I'm excited uh, to finally play a Persona game. Yes, That's if you do end up huh? getting it. Yeah, it's very <laughs> cheap. Word of advice, if you do pick it up, as someone who played the original game on hard, do not play it on hard. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like, the gameplay is fine, but it's very grindy and frustrating on hard difficulty. Mm. There's one boss that took me over an hour to beat because he does this move where he just gets all his health back and he does it like four times. That's awful. And I was like, I'm I'm literally I had to do this boss twice because I was like, oh, I've got 30 minutes. Let me just knock out this boss and I'll go to this thing I have planned. And the third time he got all his health back, I'm like, I have to turn the game off now because I'm already <laughs> late. <laughs> like, just play it on normal or even just play it on easy. It's fine. That game's so good, though. Definitely check it out. I love Persona so much. <laughs> I'm really excited about this because it probably means five's coming at some point to PC. Yeah, that that would be amazing. That'd be so good. Uh, also, in video game world, I mean, there's there's been a lot, of course, sales in terms of people being home, buying games, playing games, but production has been down, so we've seen some delays on games. However, uh, Larian Studios came out and said, oh, yeah. hey, you know, we've been slowed down, but we are still planning on early access in August. Yeah, they released a new Baldur's Gate 3 trailer. Just a, It wasn't any gameplay or anything. I think they called it a gameplay trailer. Yeah, people, people have been doing that recently. That's not that, gameplay. That should be a crime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they announced that early access would be coming in August. So that's super exciting. Which means, uh, Alex, we only have uh, two months to beat Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 and that other third game. Divinity. Right. Original Sin 2. No. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh, Fallen Heroes? Speaking of Divinity Original <laughs> Sin 2, there's a new DLC for it. It's free. No, there's what? not. Yeah, it added like some quests, a couple bosses, I think. And some so there's like quests to find these ancient armor sets or something. What? Wait, what? No idea why. Yeah. But yeah. Why? Who Guys, cares? We're know. on Baldur's Gate. <laughs> <laughs> or Fallen Heroes. The Four Relics of Rivalon free DLC. Yep, there you go. Whatever. Sure. <laughs> so guys, since we haven't finished the game, we can just uh just yeah, we we'll just right roll into right into it. Actually, it's probably it's probably only in in uh, whatever that definitive edition. Defin- yeah, yeah. Definitive edition. Why has somebody not created a way to just transplant your save from original to definitive? No, great question. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like it shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> it's the same game. It's the same game. <laughs> video games are easy. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to make just video games. Ask Caleb. He'll hey, make it for you. What do you hurt? need? never said those words (laughs) in those orders yeah in those orders all right well thank you so much for joining us and uh we will catch you next time This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Caleb Juno, and Jake John Fetterkyle. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are the Horizon, 
at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. We also have a couple new series that we've been working on, one for a custom Divinity campaign and another for a Pathfinder campaign that we've been working on. So make sure you check those out as well. Again, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll catch you next time.